I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Yeah, it's fine. It was all wrong. It doesn't have to be true. I just have to say it with confidence. I learned that from presidents. Anyway. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. I am Drew Crawford, handsome Drew to my friends and mostly to my enemies. Kyle Cox is with me tonight as well as Drew with a U. And it's Christmas season. We're always talking about Christmas movies. And tonight, I want to tell you about a Christmas story. It's about a male hero who's estranged from his family. And through a series of unfortunate events, ends up by himself on Christmas Day. Our hero, using his wits and skills and creative use of sound, like recordings and walkie-talkies, fights off a group of well-planned, well-trained bad guys who are trying to steal a bunch of money on Christmas. Though bad guys make many attempts, they can't quite catch the hero. Through talks with other side characters, the hero learns how to reconcile with his family, and in a climactic action scene, the hero shoots, sets traps, dismantles the bad guy's team, has them turn against one another, and watches the bad guy fall a great distance. Just when all looks in the clear, the bad guys get the upper hand, and the hero must be saved by a side character. The movie ends with our hero and his family reunited on Christmas. What movie am I talking about, guys? I'm so mad, because I was for sure you were talking about Die Hard. All alone, right? And then halfway through, I was like, oh, God dang it, he's done it. He's done it. God bless. (laughs) Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve, as we're talking about how Home Alone and Die Hard are the same freaking movie. (laughs) So we all know that Die Hard came out. Crawford. Go ahead. Go ahead. One of them stars a kid, and the other one, Bruce Willis. He's he's bald. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure Macaulay Culkin had like early onset baldness as well. So, you know, he was just chasing his hero the whole way through. (laughs) So Die Hard, the 1988 action film, which stars Bruce Willis, uh, is set in Los Angeles as a mm, a grizzled old cop uh, comes to L.A. from New York to reconcile with his estranged wife. This story has so much action and is one of the best action movies of all time and has a very big following. It's iconic. All right, for a lot of different reasons. In 1990, I think someone did a lot of drugs and said, I could do that for children. <laughs> and his name was John Hughes. And his name was John Hughes. And here's the deal. Bruce Willis has gone on record several times saying, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. He is adamant about it. But when someone remade the same story, in so many ways that I'll get into in a few minutes and just made it about a child. It was one of the most iconic Christmas movies of all time. No, either home alone's not a Christmas movie or die hard is also a Christmas movie. You can't have it both ways. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One or the other, one or the other. So when this was brought up, did you guys have any strong feelings about Home Alone or Die Hard one way or the other? Did you love one? Did you not like one? Had you seen them recently? Kyle, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, so Die Hard is one of the greatest movies of all time, and Home Alone sucks. I remember thinking that when I saw it originally, when I was seven, 
And then I watched it again at age 30, and I agree with my seven-year-old self that it sucks. So the fact that you're making me think it's the same as Die Hard makes me mad at you. <laughs> you know you love I think it. That, I think that was Kyle's way of saying, you're right, Crawford? Uh, he'll no, he'll never say it. He'll never say it, but we know he meant it. Yeah. Drew, what uh, about you? Did you like Home Alone? Did you like Die Hard? Yeah, no, I both agree and disagree with Kyle in that Die Hard is a great movie, one of the best of all time, and I disagree that Home Alone is a bad movie. I, in fact, think it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it, and in no way is my opinion shaped by the fact I have been told on multiple occasions Macaulay Culkin is my celebrity Lookalike, which mm. does not look well for me. Your doppelganger. If I, I do now know what I would look like if I did meth on a regular <laughs> basis. So I guess that I get that for me. Um, you need to take a lap, Kyle. <laughs> it's one of those glass shattering moments where, like, once you see it, you, see it, you can't unsee it anymore. <laughs> Wait, do the thing. Put your hands uh, up and do the uh, thing. Holy crap. Scary. Oh, I gotta go. Yes. I'll be back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you did the thing because uh, for everybody who's listening to the podcast and not seeing it because that's how you enjoy podcasts, uh, Drew just did the Macaulay Culkin like, aftershave on the face. Uh, iconic scene. Iconic close-up. Everybody knows it. Oh. You know what else? You know what other movie has an iconic close-up of somebody's face? Bruce Willis in an air duct with a lighter. <laughs> Everybody knows that scene. All right? Boom. I, I, same movie. Same movie. I'll do this all <laughs> night. No, that's a stretch. Oh, if I'm you don't think half of these. these are about to be long stretches, you're out of your mind. All right? But like that's, that's where we are. Uh, also, I want to point out to Kyle and some of our other listeners who love Armageddon, this movie is connected by one degree of separation through Max from Armageddon. He is also the one who plays Santa in Home Alone. No. Yeah, the Santa who's like smoking out by his car. No, that's not It's Max. Max. <laughs> no. Big time. That's amazing. Big time. No. I'm okay, I'm going to look this up. You continue, but I'm going to look this up. Uh I think the one that really put this whole thing in motion for me originally was when they're using like the walkie-talkie and and in Home Alone also the recording of the sound to like mm get people to go where he wants them to go. And I was like, hmm, where have I seen that one before? Um, there's also several floors of pain. Now, obviously, <laughs> when I'm when I'm making all these comparisons, you have to understand that Home Alone is just diehard with lower stakes, right? So whereas yeah. Nakatomi Plaza has 75 floors or whatever, Home Alone's going to have three stories in a basement. But they all are very, very important. Uh, where Bruce Willis is shooting people with a machine gun, Macaulay Culkin is shooting people with a BB gun. Still <laughs> shooting people, just kid level shooting people. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those those go uh, the Wet Bandits. You know, they're not Hans Gruber, but they still are making a very specific plan, right? Mm -hmm. Joe Pesci goes out and canvasses the neighborhood as a cop, doing a bunch of research. Um, oh, also, that brings up another point. The bad guy at one point pretends to be a good guy. Hans Gruber gets caught, pretends to be a hostage. Joe Pesci grows up as a cop and pretends to uh, interview parents so that he can figure out who's leaving and who's going. He times up all of the timers. He's got a very intricate plan. 
Now, it's not have the SWAT turn off the power so that you can get through the last lock, but it's something, all right? (laughs) Guys, breaking news. Ken Hudson Campbell, who is most widely known for his role as Max in Armageddon, also played Santa in Home Alone. I know. I know because I just said that. (laughs) No, I don't think you did. I just broke that right here on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Sounds like handsome Drew is... 2-0 2-0 and oh, this pod. Oh, he I'm brought his so game and not Bob. <laughs> I'm so... This was his first role. That's crazy. Wait, was it really? Yeah, he was much thinner when he played Santa. Oh, yeah, big years, time. Ironically. <laughs> what, a, what a weird time. Okay, it was, it was right, the I'm voice. It was the voice that did it for me when he was like, oh, man, who, who gives a parking ticket to Santa on Christmas? And I was like, yeah. I've heard that voice before. Where, no. where do I so you know you? that up just for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Props to you. Well, so, right. Crawford, to, to put all my cards on the table, when you threw out this premise out, I was kind of like, okay, that's a huge stretch. Like, I get what what the idea is. Like, there's a protagonist who uses weapons that aren't, like, you know, outsmarts and outwits the bad guys who should, you know, overpower him. And ends up winning through his creativity. Like, I get it. That's like the premise of both movies. And then I went and watched them. And I both enjoyed both of them. And I thought they were both good movies. And then there really are some really crazy parallels that I'm excited to get to go through. Um, Like, name one. uh, Foot torture. Yeah. Really prevalent in both movies. Uh, Die Hard. Name a second one. (laughs) Hold on. Let's explore this one before we just keep going. I've got many points. (laughs) This is the one that stands out the most to me. I, to this day, have to look away from the screen when Harry steps on the nail. Or is it Marv? It's Marv who steps on the nail. Uh, It, like, it, it, it's so cringy and it was visceral. I almost threw up this time watching the movie. Uh, and as a 28-year-old, uh, I'm not ashamed of that, okay? I've earned the right to throw up at a gut-wrenching scene of somebody's foot going through, or a nail going through somebody's foot. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, guys, I'm taking a lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not only the stepping on the nail and Bruce Willis running through the glass, but it's also uh, stepping on the Legos and stuff. Uh, that Yeah. That, yeah. The Christmas ornaments shatter into glass, mm-hmm. into Marv's foot. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, these are pretty much the same movie. Name a second <laughs> one. Uh, the catchphrase, uh, yippee-ki-yay, and keep the change, you dirty animal. I mean, it's a kid version. But I mean, one of the, one of them actually says it. The other one uses a recording of somebody else saying it. But okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, Maybe we should throw it back to you, Crowd. I don't think I'm doing as good a job as you would. <laughs> Let's talk about how, at some point in the movie, someone is on a plane to try to reunite with a lost loved one. All right, and that's okay. a key. That's a there key point of it. Key no, point. I'm not giving you that. All right. I'm not giving you that one. Let's talk about how um, they have to get bailed out by the side characters at some point, right? Macaulay Culkin has made this great, amazing plan. He has defended his home very well. He has, oh, and then I've got another point for you here, Kyle. Sub point inside of this sub point. Um, there's layers. I'm accepting you into, into knowing that this is the same movie. Uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are on the 
wire going across and Macaulay Culkin cuts it and they're like, oh no, and they fall and it's a big deal. And then at the end of the movie, Hans Gruber gets dropped to his death in very slow motion. Very iconic drop scenes, different stakes. Kid stakes. Are they very iconic drop scenes? Yes. Are they both very iconic drop scenes? One more than the other. This is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Different stakes. All right? Different stakes. Uh, But at one point, they all have to get bailed out by a side character. They think they've won. They think they've escaped. And then the bad guys pop up. And for the kid version, it's an old man with a snow shovel. For... The adult version, it's one, both Argyle driving the limo into the escape vehicle, and then also Sergeant Powell shooting the terrorist in the shoulder, and then also in the face, I think. But, <laughs> like, the, the hero's lost. He he did all of this amazing stuff, and then right at the last minute, you're like, he's not going to get away! And then he gets saved by a side character that at the beginning, you're like, well, they're not going to do much, Right. You know, both movies do show a complete incompetent uh, police force. Mm. They're like, oh, there's a thing going on. I bet it's nothing. Just go, don't even <laughs> drive by. It's like, hey, guys, isn't that like your job to serve and protect? Maybe go do your job. And they're like, ah, oh, we can't be bothered with it. I'll go check so. it out. Knock, knock. Looks good to me. That but that's the only thing I'll give you thus far. You're not going to give me the the outsmarting with the walkie talkies. That was a that was a classic that in both cool. of them. Yeah, no, you're right. Just one of these movies is good. I'm not the other one's Home Alone. Well, I'm not debating which one is good and which one is bad. I'm just telling <laughs> you that one is they're the same movie and one is for kids. I'll give you walkie talkie and I'll give you um, foot trauma. Give me another one. <laughs> Creative use yeah. of weaponry. Uh, the Bruce Willis finds Bruce a bunch Willis of C4. Uses a handgun, a C4, and a machine gun. Okay, and Kevin Duck uses his back. BB rifle, paint cans, Legos, uh, Lego. One of them cars. being more creative than the other is what I a chur- a tarantula. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. no. The the creative use for Bruce Willis was he found the C4 and he used it against the bad guys, right? Um, and ended up using their own weapons against them. Kevin uses a tarantula to get Harry to beat up Marv, which is great with a crowbar. He's Genius. he's turning yeah. the bad guys against each other. I would like to flip this on its head real quick. What if Kevin, instead of finding a tarantula, found just a huge pile of C4? How much different of a movie is Home Alone now than it was when it was originally made? That would have been amazing. Much better of a movie, yeah? Yeah. If If... Old girl from Shit's Creek shows up and her house is just blown Catherine up. Catherine O'Hara. And Kevin's like, hey, you shouldn't have left me. The end. Roll credits. Oh, Better yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, like, that family is definitely, like, dealing drugs or something, right? Like, that dad, he he has, like, a four-story house, like, a couple million dollars, paid for his entire family to go to France, and his, like, uncle, his brother, and his stupid kid that wets the bed, which is also Macaulay Culkin's real brother. Uh, Kieran Culkin, and no, was it really? Yeah, Succession fame. Yeah, wow. And Scott Pilgrim versus. Have you the watched World. Succession yet? By the way, no. It's the same <sighs> movie as Die Hard. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, for him to pay for all that stuff, have them all fly to France, then immediately buy same day tickets back. 
that guy has a lot of money floating around and he's up to no good. I don't know what it is, but it's nefarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Very Hans Gruber-esque. I'm with you. I, I, I think I, so. I, and maybe, you know, these connections we're making are a bit of a stretch at every point. Nope. Um, but there's definitely a, a a similarity thematically of we have a protagonist who is inside of a building that is being, you know, broken and entered, for lack of a better phrase, uh, by bad guys. And it's up to their wits to outsmart them instead of just overpower them. Well, also, the first half of the movie is a little bit of cat and mouse, right? Like, the bad guys are trying to get in and then almost catch him, but then, like, he's able to, like, fend them off somehow. Kevin uses... Uh, you know, the, the lights and, you know, the recordings and, you know, Michael Jordan on a train uh, to be like, look, there's people here. Um, and, yeah. and Bruce Willis is avoiding them, climbing through air ducts, doing the whole thing. It's great. But at one point, after a couple of tries, the bad guys eventually figure out he's in the building. All right. Mm-hmm. We, and it, he's all alone. Let's go get him. Let's go overpower him. And now the action starts. Now you get to the second half of the movie where it's nonstop thrills and kills. Again, different stakes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the stakes are different. At one point, towards like, you know, three quarters of the way through the movie, the side character has a very dramatic reveal about his own character that the protagonist is able to speak into, right? Sergeant Powell's like, I shot a kid. And then uh, the old man. <laughs> And then the old man is like, my son doesn't talk to me anymore. And he's like, well, don't be afraid. It's on Christmas. You need to talk to your son. And they're able to help them like work through that. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was so great. You know, one thing you haven't brought up yet, which is the strongest point to these being similar movies. Sure. Is that each movie's main villain is not the true villain of the story. Mm. Because in Die Hard, the boss of this company at Nakatomi Plaza, is Nakatomi? Yeah, that's close enough. Close enough. Has a Christmas party on Christmas Eve where all of his co-workers have to show up to. The main villain of Home Alone is the uncle, is the uncle. who demands that his entire family... The children he abandoned, the wife he abandoned, and the people that have been housing them for months go to him in Paris, France, to to celebrate Christmas. Those are the true villains of these movies, and they're not even the main bad guys. That's oh. what I wanted to get I, I thought you were going to say it was the other uncle from Home Alone that's like just the worst, who keeps looking at Kevin like, you little jerk, and then like has his wife steal the crystal salt and pepper shakers from the airplane and and yes. trying to consult or console Catherine O'Hara says oh, I left my reading glasses at home it's like dude you're the worst you need to get out of here <laughs> Catherine O'Hara that's her name um, but, but also, also ooh, now that I'm thinking about it that uncle is just like the other guy who's trying to mediate the deal he's like groovy baby yeah. let's talk yeah and uh, he ends up like totally busting some cover oh he's the worst oh he's both those side ca- oh I- oh Going on the board, I felt like <laughs> Uncle Frank is a better analogy to the news reporter in Die Hard, who goes and films the family of the of 
is it Bruce Willis that he goes and films his family at their house and is like, this guy's stuck in the tower. You know, I'm no, it's the, it's the woman. Another similarity between these two movies is they've both led on to make a ton of sequels. Mm. Unnecessary sequels. Unnecessary sequels. Some of them may be good. I'll give you Home Alone 2. I'll give you Die Hard 3. Name <laughs> me one other one. <laughs> uh yeah and and they continue to make like reboot it years after right like bruce willis is decrepit and like has so many head injuries he can't even like see anymore and then they're like hey why don't you go ahead and make another one uh and this time we're gonna use uh uh oh what's his name the guy from waiting jason justin long justin long yeah we're like we're gonna make another diehard with justin long so you know figure it out and then Disney Plus was like, hey, you know how you guys did Home Alone a long time ago? And they're like, yeah, we're, like, we're going to do the exact same movie, like the exact <laughs> one. We're going to give the kid an accent, though. And then this time, Buzz is going to be an adult. What do you think about that? Uh, you think it will be good? Let's try. The biggest thing you missed is that the protagonist of both of these movies have to be huge a-holes. Because of the way they're treated by everyone when the movie starts. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> this Very dude true. is on a plane home to meet his wife. Kevin is just chilling. Everybody hates him. He must be the worst. Yeah. There's no I, other reason all of his siblings and cousins hate him. He has to be the worst. Yeah, most of that dialogue comes from Buzz, who is, you know, set out to be this bully, mean antagonist character. But it's also we get most of our backstory i guess for lack of a better word on uh macaulay culkin's character and buzz hates him he is thinks he has this coming i mean it's terrible things to say but i mean if you live in a big family if you live in a big family then you know that your views of your siblings there are reasons you you don't trust them (laughs) with your with with your tarantula or baseball card money And Buzz 2 was like, oh, the tarantula, he ate a couple of mice today. He'll be fine for the next two months while we're in Paris. It's like, time out. I don't know a whole lot about tarantulas. I know nothing about I was going to say, if anybody didn't myself, know anything about spiders, it's you. <laughs> I'll start I pride myself on not knowing style. anything about spiders, but uh, I'm going to say that's probably not accurate. Buzz is the worst. But if Buzz is the worst and he hates Macaulay Culkin, whose name is Kevin... In this movie, yes, Kevin. Yes, yes. Then Kevin must be even worse. So those are the that's the one thing where I was watching this movie. I was like, you know what? Both these characters are probably the worst. We just don't see that backstory. Uh I think it's implied. I think you're totally right. I think they both get changed by it though, right? Through the experience. You'd right. like to believe, right. except how do they keep getting left alone to try to save <laughs> the day? Right? How does how does Bruce Willis like Die Hard Two, he's like, "What? How is this happening again?" And then Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, it's like you can't can't keep happening. At some point, you're a bad mom. At some point, you're a bad parent. <laughs> it's the Taken, and conundrum. I and I under yeah. it is the Taken conundrum, absolutely. Of like, hey, at one point, just like put a microchip in your kid, like stop losing, <laughs> stop losing them, Get a leash, just Get leash them up. At least till two more get out of the house. Then you can unleash him. All right. Then you can figure it out. But until you stop playing the, the two on six zone, you're going to lose. And you're going to keep you're gonna keep losing him through the cracks. You lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the 
mom has to have the sister do a head count before they get in the car, and she's counting like forty two. Yeah. Uh, too many people. There's too many people on yeah. those buses. Yeah, that felt very relatable. I will give Home Alone props for setting up believable ways that this really unprobable problem would happen. Um, like they're they woke up late, the power went out, they have to go to the airport, which is already stressful. They have a ton of people, and they even set up more stuff. Like they had written in that. The dad throws away Kevin's ticket the night before. Nah, bro. You you got to get a passport ready for all these kids to go in international travel. You tell me every all fifty eight of those kids are responsible for their own passport. No chance. This is every mom in the world has got a scrapbook or a uh, big ziploc <laughs> bag that's got all the passports in there. She would notice that one of them was gone. One of them. Hey, grip Kevin. Did God. we? Oh, we left Kevin. Let's go back and get Kevin. Okay, movie over. This is pre-9-11, Kyle. Airports were different. Yeah. like the Wild West. They literally ran up with the tickets. The air person stewardess didn't even look at them. She just goes, you have some tickets? Get on that plane. Air person stewardess. I don't know. Ticket taker. Counter person. What do you want from me? airport specialist, Kyle. (laughs) Okay. Let you hop off our back. I just you know want what, an air Kyle? person stewardess. You know I want to make sure that was the hill you wanted to die on. It's not. It's it just air it, person. It was the first words that came out of my mouth. I don't know what you want. I'm not dying on that hill. Please correct me. All right, give me one more. Give me one Co- more. No, way correct me if are, you're gonna do this. Correct me. Give me one more way, Kyle. These I, movies are similar. Uh, you want one more? They both happen <laughs> on want, Christmas. You want one Boo. more? They happen around Christmas. Exactly right. You want another Boo one? Boo to both of you. Boo uh, to both. Shame on you and your household. Shame. <laughs> uh, you want another one? You want another one, Kyle? I don't have another one. You come up. <laughs> you come to me with a difference. How about you tell me how the All right. are different? All right. Hold on. I've got one more for one you. One of them's good and one of them's I've bad. got one more for you. All right. The cleanup on these adventures... <laughs> are insane compared to what was happening, right? He blew up a building. Kevin destroyed his (laughs) entire house. What's going to happen to the next person that walks into that basement? Death. Death from above. (laughs) And below. His dad's just going to be walking downstairs being like, oh, time to do the laundry. Step on a nail, fall into some tar. Bucket's going to hit him on the head. A jaguar's going to come out of nowhere and eat his face. who, Who knows? Who knows what Kevin had planned? He had all sorts of traps laid in there. I can't wait for Kevin. Oh, we should make a new Home Alone where just like Kevin laid so many traps he forgot where they were. So they had <laughs> they had to move out of the house because like the other family members kept getting horribly injured. Because they just opened the pantry and then like a sledgehammer would hit him in the face. And then he was like, oh, that was... You remember when you left me alone? Remember when you left me home alone? I set that up. That's on me. That's on me. That's his excuse for everything that he does wrong in the rest of it. I was left home alone, guys. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine being that kid? Like, that happens to you. And anytime someone else complains about anything in their life, they're like, they put pickles on my hamburger. It's like, remember when you guys left me at home? (laughs) Alone? (laughs) (laughs) They made a movie about it. Uh, I think it's interesting that while these are the exact same movies, ha, Kyle, uh, that it strikes me that Kevin is way more likely to grow up to be a Hans Gruber than he <laughs> is to be a John McClane. Sure. It seems like this is 
supervillain level genius that he is. They they've done like uh, I don't know. Scientists have watched the movie and been like, yeah, he would have killed these burglars like twelve times. Like the iron that falls two stories and hits Marv in the face would definitely kill Marv instantly. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure uh. Joe Pesci walks away from a flamethrower to the head. <laughs> yeah, but just ostriching his head into the snow. With the little bit I know about tarantulas, I'm pretty sure they're both dead in that hallway. They're both dead. Um, <laughs> from just the tarantula being around them. And so. the city at large. I mean, everyone just yeah, should evacuate. If, if there's a tarantula loose in my house, just burn the whole thing down. <laughs> we're I don't, moving. I, yeah, I, we're moving. I have the same rule about ghosts with my wife. Like, we've seen enough haunted house movies to know that, like, if, if one door opens... We see one ghost figure, like, that's it, we're moving, that's it. Like, I'm not sticking around for the second act. You guys figured out with the next person in this home. Will not be me. Same rules apply here with Home Alone. Yeah, one door like opens fit. and then a, a shotgun spray of Legos hits you in the face. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's it. I'm we, out. we got Home Alone. I'm out. We got to move. I, I can't <laughs> live, in, I can't live in this house. Someone Home Alone <laughs> this house before we moved in. And who knows? Who knows what booby traps are around here? I got it. I got to get out. <laughs> I don't have time to figure Babe, it out. Babe, <laughs> retrace your steps. Don't touch any new doors. <laughs> new doors just walk walk <laughs> straight back out of that house and we're moving we're moving because this house got home alone <laughs> there's there's no other questions do you th- Put it on the market now do you think kevin grew up to like be in home security i'd like to believe so <laughs> like he started his own home security company and just has the most like ridiculous outlandish they're like now you could have a doorbell with a camera on it, but what I like to do is have a doorbell that when you press it and then you put your face next to it because you're trying to see if anybody's home, it electroshocks you in your eyeballs. And they're like, oh, oh, I like the way you think, Kevin. Yeah. So, Kyle, I want to ask, after all of the discussions we've had about this, have I swayed you at all? Do you think these movies are similar? I will say there are more similarities than I want there to be. Yeah. And that is <laughs> that is all you'll get out of it. That's a win. One of these is a family-friendly Christmas classic, feel-good movie. Yeah. And the oh, other one is Home Alone. Alone. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I know that I will let my child first see Die Hard. Good. And then when she's older, I'll let her see Home Alone to decide for herself whether or not the movie sucks or whether it's just one of those you got to get through. Well, that's how I know you're being a good parent because that's that's just strong storytelling on, on your part. That's how that needs to go. Sure. Uh, because first of all, she's going to see Die Hard and be like, "Well, I can't do any of that." She's going to see Home Alone and be like, "I could do that today." And so <laughs> I don't know what kind of anarchy you're trying to invite into your home. I would love to see her crawl around in your air ducts, though. That would be pretty great. No, I'm not for that. I'm not for any of that. She's learned how to open doors, so yeah, times are tough. That is tough. That, that's hard for everybody. Uh, yeah. Drew Allen, what do you think? Which one of these is more of a Christmas movie? Uh, more of a Christmas movie would have to be Home Alone. I don't. You think... shut your mouth. You shut it. All right. Well, I guess I'm wrong. No. Uh, <laughs> tell me where the Christmas tree is in Die Hard, Kyle. 
Tell it's me where it is. It's in the main lobby. And how many times do you see it? How many a times lot. Do you see it? So, so many times. Every time they show a hostage. Times, right? All right. So my first and main point was refuted almost immediately. Um, <laughs> do, does, uh, does John McClane end up at a church at any point? That's pretty Christmassy. With a nativity scene. Boom. Is there a nativity scene in Die Hard? That seems really uh, when sad. they when they drive past in the neighborhood, <laughs> the when the scene. reporter is driving past in the neighborhood, a uh, nativity scene. Is so you do remember the reporter? Ha! Huh. <laughs> Interesting. So you know the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I I think Home Alone. The whole premise is they're going on vacation for Christmas. Uh, Kevin is left home alone during Christmas. Home Alone 2, he's in New York during Christmas. They go to the New York Christmas tree. These are Christmas movies. Die Hard is, I mean, the most equivocal uh, Christmas-adjacent movie. Like, that's what everybody says. Uh, Yeah, that's what everybody uses Crawford's uh, trademark phrase, Christmas-adjacent. I think that's the poster for it, is Die Hard. I just blacked out. Did Drew agree with me? Yes, and a surprising twist. And an oh, M. Wow. Night Shyamalanian twist. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, it was the flowers all along. No, Perfect. you're wrong. All right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I have set up a very valid argument about how Die Hard paved the way, right, of a great action movie <laughs> no so that Home Alone could just rip it no. off and just no. miniaturize it for children. Because this is the same story. Home Alone is a little bit more feel good because it's a, it's obviously more childish in nature. Uh, the stakes are much lower. When a guy gets a iron to the face, it's slapstick comedy. When a guy gets a bullet to the chest, that's an action movie. So the stakes are different. We get that. You feel different about it as an audience member. But when you really break down the plot and you look at it just for a few minutes, hopefully the amount of time it takes you to listen to this podcast you will realize that Home Alone and Die Hard are the same movie, and they are both Christmas movies. Wow. Hit the music! Thank you for listening to Not the Podcast You Deserve.